How can you pray for victory? If you're like me, a lot of times we encounter things in our lives and we feel like we need God, God's help. And, and so we pray. But our prayers sometimes are filled with that, asking God for help, asking God to come be with us, to give us strength, to give us victory in whatever we're dealing with. And especially if what's happening lasts a long time, these prayers can sound kind of repetitive. And so the, the question and problem we have is, what can we pray? What else can we do? How can we pray for victory in a way that these prayers are meaningful, that they are impactful, that they are powerful? And thankfully, God doesn't leave us to our own to wonder about that. But he gives us the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms were songs to God and prayers to God. And the great thing about them is they don't just teach us about God theology, but they also show us how we can respond to God in our own um, needs. And so when you look at, for example, Psalm 20, the guy who wrote Psalm, Psalm 20 obviously was about to go into battle and he needed a victory and stuff was going on. And he prays this prayer in verses 4 through 9 of Psalm 20. And we can summarize this prayer by four sentences. And these four sentences... You can pray in your own prayer to God. And the first of those is this. It says, God, grant my heart's desire. It says inside verse 4, May he grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your counsel. We will sing for joy over your victory. In the name of our God, we will set up our banners. You say, well, Michael, I already pray and ask God to grant my heart's desire. Well, the difference between us and what this guy's doing is in verse 5, where he's, he says, in the name of our God, we'll set up a banner. We're sought for joy over your victory. See, the psalmist isn't just praying, God, give me what I want. He's saying, I want to set up your banner in my heart. God, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be your victory. In other words, he's going to say, God, you have a will, and you have a desire, and I pray that my heart's desire is your heart's desire. In other words, God, I believe you're going to grant my heart's desire, when my heart's desire is exactly what you will. And so that's the first thing you can pray. You can say, make my heart, my heart's desire, your heart's desire. And if it's your heart's desire, I know that you'll grant it. The second sentence is this. God, you say, God, I need your strength now. <clears throat> he says in verse 6, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed, and he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Say, God, I need your strength. That sometimes it's hard to admit when we are facing a battle that we say we feel like we can do it our own, that maybe we can find the right solution on our own, or we can figure things out on our own, or we can will our way through it on our own. But we got to come to the point in these in our lives where we say, God, I need your strength. I can't do this on my own. Send me the strength of your right hand. I believe that you are with your anointed people. God answers us and he gives us strength in those times and gives us more than we can able, more than we can do so that we rely on his strength so that when we do things in his strength, God gets the glory. And so we pray, God, change my heart's desire to make it your heart's desire. And we pray, God, give me your strength for your glory. And then third, he says, you pray, God, I'm going to boast in what you're going to do. Verse 7 says, Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. 
He said, some people, they boast in their strength and the autumns they have. They boast in their chariots and they boast in their horses. But he says, we're going to boast in the power of our God. And in the end, it's going to find that they have fallen, but we're still standing. You can say, God, I'm going to boast in you. To boast means to give recognition publicly, to give honor publicly, to to give glory and to praise someone else, especially when it's talking about this. In other words, you're, you're saying, God, when this battle's over, I'm not going to praise myself as if I'm the one that got through it. I'm not going to talk to people as if I'm the one that made it. God, I'm going to boast in you. I'm going to boast in you during the battle. I'm going to boast in you after the battle because I know it's only through you that I'm remaining standing. And finally, you can say, Christ, you are my king. It says in verse 9, Save, O Lord, may the king answer us in the day we call. And Psalms calls out, and he mentions the king here, referencing in, in this specific context the king of Israel. But we know as the Bible continues on, that God gives us the ultimate king, which is God himself, Jesus Christ, that Jesus came to this earth and he died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose from the grave and to defeat our sins and that he is sitting in heaven now preparing to come back. And as he comes back, he's going to prove that he is the king of the universe. And there is power and there is comfort in our prayers and declaring, Jesus, you are my king. Save me. What does it mean that Jesus is your king? Well, being, having Jesus as a king doesn't just mean that you've trusted him and, and that he is the only way to heaven. It doesn't mean that you've asked him just that you've asked him to forgive your sins. To have Jesus as your king means that you are actually obeying him and following him as the leader of your life. When asked what is it that determines what you do during the week and what you do during the day and how things play out how do you make your choices how do you make your feelings how do you make your behavior how do you how you lead your family what is that thing that drives you is it christ is he number one or does he sometimes take a back seat to other things that we have in our lives to our kids to our money to our finances to our family Having Christ as your king means that he is in control and he is the most important thing in your life and he's the one that determines what you do. And you say, I'm asking for victory, God, because Christ, he's my king, nothing else. So these four things, I, I hope they can be powerful to you in praying, God, grant my heart's desire and give me your strength and I'm going to boast in you and Christ is my king. I hope they give you encouragement today. I hope that they give you some things that you can pray differently today. And, and if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior and your Lord, do that. He died on the cross for you to pay for your penalty for your sins. Accept Him as faith. And then follow Him as your Lord.